All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Day Trading Show. My name is Austin Silver, my co-host, James Bruce. We're super excited to be here with you guys. Today, we're gonna focus on the topic of why, maybe not even the topic, the question of why do professional athletes or athletes in general make successful traders? Where are the common characteristics between successful athletes and successful traders? We're gonna kind of piece that apart since both James and I have uh, an athletic background, both of us still uh, athletes today. James is actually a sweaty pig today. We were just saying, you know, when you come out of the gym and you take the shower and your body's still hot, so then you keep sweating after you were already at the gym. I'm sure everybody listening is going to be like, oh yeah, I thought I was the only one that did that. But now I know everybody else does. We all do it. We're all sweaty. And I think that's like a great funny first point about what do traders and athletes have in common? We both sweat a fair amount, whether we're at the desk or we're on the field, right? Hundred percent, and then just another one. I think uh, we all, um, brought up a good point. We should have both been wearing our, our professional uh, rugby jerseys or I know, bro. to start the show. <laughs> I know. I should have been wearing my Allen Iverson jersey or something like that. Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really, be before we go into the the characteristics and we kind of piece those apart, if you're new, make sure you subscribe, give us a thumbs up, whether you're listening to the podcast on Apple Music or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you're listening. If you're on YouTube. We really appreciate the comments, the subscribes, the thumbs up. It really does help us reach more people and share the value. So sit back, enjoy, maybe grab your favorite drink. James and I got the vape, whatever you need. Yep. We're hoping that this is a nice casual way to get you some value, get you some new information, maybe just get the wheels turning in a new way. So James, give everybody a background real quick on your athletic history. We all know it's rugby, but give us like the quick timeline of cool. how that looks. Cool. So yeah, I was I always enjoyed uh, when I was younger, lots of sports, running, cricket, cricket and rugby were my main sports. And then when I left school, I signed a professional rugby contract to the Sharks um, here in Durban, South Africa. I was contracted from 2017 through to 2019 at the Sharks. I played two senior games for the Sharks, so with guys that played for South Africa. Um, so I got to rub shoulders with some really, you know, um, guys that played at the top, top level of, of professional rugby that you can't, the international rugby, that's the highest level you can get. So I uh, was in the setup for three years and then I bust my knee up and ended up um, finding my way into trading. So what did you do with the knee? What happened with the knee? I tore, I tore my ACL and meniscus pain for the Sharks and the 21 side. So that was a bit of a stuff up. Um, but Bro, I mean, obviously both they of them? Contracted. Uh, no, no. Yeah, both on my left knee, my ACL and meniscus. So, oh yeah, my God, bro. How bad did that yeah. hurt? Bro, that was, it was flipping. So I think that um, probably is one of the most excruciating pains that after the surgery that you can have your knee swells up like a soccer ball. You can't really do anything for yourself, bro. Like right. uh, Amanda to wipe, wipe my bum when I was, <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I had to, when I came out. So yeah, shout out to Amanda. But um Amanda's my girlfriend, by the way, just letting guys know. <laughs> um, Love that. Watching. Um, but yeah, so that, that's basically how it happened. And then from there, I um, got into trading in the beginning of 2019 because I came, I was, I do my rehab, came back, still played actually another senior game for the Sharks and then just didn't get another contract. So I was stoked for myself. I came back from it, played another senior game. You know, I can always say I've did it, I've done it, but um, yeah. And then I'm glad that's how it led me into trading. Just curious, what, what was the recovery time from when you got injured to when you came back with that next game? Sure. So I had my operation actually three days before my 20, 20th birthday. Happy on birthday. August 10th, on August 10th, um, 2018. And I, I played my first game back in May of 2019. So give or take, what's that, nine, 10 months? 
that is that is crazy bro the reason i ask that is because i think that's an important characteristic that we discuss in today's episode is just the determination i so my my background on athletics is always played sports my whole life my dad got me in soccer when i was like four you know what i mean so soccer has always been football if you're not in america has always been the main thing right and then as i got older i was really fast speed has always been my asset in in business and on the field bro being fast is my strength i ended up getting to the point though as i'm sure you can understand you probably knew people like this that my skill wasn't keeping up with everybody else even though my speed was so far ahead at some yeah. point the guys were getting bigger they were getting more skillful i'm still five yeah. five you know what i'm saying like so they're getting bigger yeah. than me they're just as fast as me or close to fast as me and their skill level was way better so i kind of transitioned that was in high school i transitioned then into track just running sprints 100 meter 200 meter four by 100 meter and that was where i found a lot of success i'm actually i got a, a record at my middle school i've got um multiple oh. state cha- two state championships when we were in still, high school still holding from yeah, yeah, I'm still wow. up there. That's pretty cool, right? So we got that yes. record, and then I got a couple of state championships. I was on the relay team for that. I was never fast enough individually to win a state championship. The fastest I ever ran 100 meter was 11.4, which is still pretty fast That's for quick. a little white That's Jewish quick. boy. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to always joke yeah. with me. He'd be like, "You're the fastest white short Jewish guy in New Jersey." I go, "Dad, there's not many <laughs> fast white short Jewish guys in New yeah, Jersey yeah. anyway." So it's like I'm one of one, you know. But it's okay. So then what ended up happening is I I went to college for track actually. Like that was how I ended up getting. I had like a okay. 2.9 GPA in high school. I don't know if you knew that. Wow. I was like, not a great I, GPA. Yeah, that's good. So uh, is, that, is that not good? Is no, that not good? the best I, you can have is four point oh is the best. Okay, got you. Yeah, so what's yeah, like think. a decent GPA? Like 3.2, 3.4. So okay, I was a little you, bit below you. average. I, I, you know, I didn't sure. really try a lot in school. So I didn't get yeah. into college because of my good grades, my good looks. I didn't have this beautiful beard then. So I didn't get that yeah, going for yeah. me either, right? So <laughs> I had to use track. So I ended up going to huh. school to run track, division three. They ended up, you know, putting me on the team, helping me get some money. And we got in there. Nice. Crazy story about that real quick. The, the guys who recruited me to the school that I went to, I don't want to say their name just because it's not necessary. It was in New Jersey. The whole team of coaches, it was like three or four guys that recruited me before I even started. The summer before I started college, they all got fired for violating some NCAA rule. They had a really <laughs> good hurdler, a guy that could jump over the hurdler, hurdles. Yep, yep. He was so good that the coaches were not even helping him warm up. The day before state championships, they caught the coaches out at a movie theater and at Hooters while the the athlete was at the track getting ready for the meet. So they fired all the coaches. It was a whole big thing. I don't even know if that's the truth. Skunks, bro, for sure. So that ended up happening, which meant that they hired a new coach. And that was my first coach when I got to the track team in college. But he was a distance coach. Like he ran long distance. Mm -hmm. So he was having me run miles every day. And I don't run miles, bro. I sprint. So I ended up leaving the team transferred schools and that's when my athletic career like kind of took a pause and then now as i've you know fast forward through six years of all that now i'm i would say probably in better shape today than i was in high school because i actually got hurt too my injury story was i tore my hamstring in track in high school and that never fully healed properly i didn't go to physical therapy i didn't do the right things for it i can still feel it today Mm -hmm. if i work out too hard Mm -hmm. i can feel the exact spot that it was because yeah, yeah. it had a lot of scar tissue. Yeah. So I have that. I had a lower back injury from doing way too heavy of squats too. So those two injuries kind of nagged me for a long time. 
Um, and then as I've gotten older, kind of healed through them. And now I'm able to push myself pretty hard. So we both have a little bit of an injury story there yeah. that can kind of transition us into at least one of the main characteristics, I think that athletes and traders both have, and that's determination like that. And that's why I wanted to know how long it took you to get back on the field. Because for me, the reason I kept hurting my hamstring over and over was because I didn't let it heal. I was so determined to keep sure. playing and keep running. Yep. I kept, oh, I feel a little better, hurt myself again, feel a little better, yep. hurt myself again, you know? Where do you think that, that is that determination a natural talent that you and me and other athletes apply to every area of our life, do you think? Or is it specific to certain areas? Like, look at yourself. Are you determined in most things that you do? Yeah, I think I think it's something that's personally, I think it's, you're either, you're either born with it or you are taught it from your parents or your guardians from a young age. I think yep. personally, for me personally, I think I was, naturally born with it but you know my dad was also very much instilled that into me as a as a youngster growing up so i think i think i had a good aspect of both but i think personally i uh not to blow my own horn or anything no you that, should i think i think i was born with it um just that i never wanted to settle for average or you know if someone told told me if the coach told me when i was 10 years old you're gonna you're gonna do 10 reps i'll do 15 stuff like that it's just 100%. i'd always want to be I'd always want to be better. I'm, I'm very, very competitive um, on the sports field and in anything that I do, whether it's trading against myself or trading, um, or, or if I'm flipping playing uh, ping pong or table tennis. 100%. Or 100%, bro. Like I'm very competitive and like that. But um, I think I think that you, if you, it's like how you want, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you instilled in in yourself that this is how you do something and you're gonna give it your all in something in in this aspect of life, you'll do it to everything. Um, at least at least most things that you like. I was just gonna say that I think um, a lot of it is born, a lot of it you're born with, but I think yeah. that aspect of it, which is like, so you can be born to be naturally determined. Everybody's got different natural abilities. I yep. agree with you that I think it is something you're born with, but I think the idea that you just brought up of how you do one thing is how you do everything. That is not something that you're born with. No one is born with that kind mm -hmm. of discipline because that's a different level yeah. of discipline. So that part of that conversation, I think is where you're taught from your parents, your coaches at a young age, things like that. Yep. Cause like remember in the ebook that I have, I wrote that story about my soccer coach yep. Yep. and how that stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Certain things like that, feed your determination your inner determination but you're not necessarily born with knowing how you do one thing is how you do everything at least i wasn't you know what i mean so i think there's aspects to both sides of it the competitiveness yeah. is another word i wanted to touch on so we got determination i think that's a common characteristic for sure between athletes and traders the, the unwillingness to quit whether it's a meniscus and an acl tear whether it's yep. me my coaches get fired and then i got to trust a new coach never giving up right and even today like still yep. doing sprints still doing stuff you still just got back from the gym right like still being determined in that athleticism. So that's one. Competition is another one, the competitiveness. So let's ask again that question. Think about it. Is competitiveness something we're born with? Or is that something that we learn over time because we hate losing so much that we become super competitive? What do you think? Sure. I think for me, I think for me, definitely it's it's the um it's the the events that shape your life. So basically like for example, um, you know, you can be competitive when, if I, you know, if I tore my, when I tore my ACL and if I just decided to, to quit and, and not do it, um, it, I, uh, that's, that event shapes you. So, but the thing is, I had so many things in my life that happened before that, where I didn't quit. I came back from other injuries, other setbacks and other, um, 
aspects, personal aspects. My mom had breast cancer when I was from the age of 15, 14 to 18. So other things like that, that you have to, that, that shape your life. So I think it starts from a very young age where you, you, something happens to you and you either then or there, you're, you decide to quit or not. And if you decide not to quit, it, that shapes your life. Okay, cool. I can get over this hurdle. I'm going to do it plenty more times. I think that's for me, how it developed for me, that competitiveness so and drive. You know, now that we're talking about it, and for everybody listening, we appreciate you listening this far in already. Uh, hope you're finding value. But I think it's cool to do these conversations because me and James, we prep a topic, but we don't prep notes. And now as we're talking about this and my brain gets turning, I think the biggest characteristic amongst successful traders like you and me and professional athletes, it is it can be just summed up in the sense that we don't let obstacles or roadblocks become our defining moments. Yeah. We don't let them become who we are. Instead, yeah. because we're determined and competitive, which all feed our perspective, our perspective allows us to see the roadblocks and the hurdles and the walls in our way as lessons and as big turning moments. Like when your mom got sick, when my mom got sick, when you got injured, when I got injured, these big turning moments completely can change your life. But we've decided for whatever reason, internal, I think is most of it, we've decided to use them as fuel for what we're gonna do in the future. We're gonna use the lessons yeah. from these moments. And that I think is the biggest thing that traders do well and athletes do well. Cause look at our trading, look at even this morning, you hit the EuroCAD winning trade, I'm in a winning Bitcoin trade, both in winning trades and both of us pushing each other to say, hey, you could have done a little bit better in your notes here, been a little bit more clear here, yep. still pushing ourselves, even in winning trades to go and look for be what better, could be yeah. better. What can we do better? What can push us to be our best self? That is the, 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 I think one of the number one, number two, maybe number three things that you have to have if you're gonna be a good trader or a good athlete. You've gotta be able to take those key moments and turn them into lessons, yeah. not get determined, not get swayed and get scared because it's a tough moment because you hurt your fucking knee. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like bigger, you saw the bigger picture. You said, no, this can heal and I can come back. Just like you've had yeah. with trading accounts. One loss yeah. does not define you. Otherwise you wouldn't be here today. So I think it's like the 100%. same kind of thing of not letting losses define who we are. Wouldn't you agree? 100%. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that's easy. I mean, I was crying, no. when, you know, when, when my, when my mom had breast cancer, I, I grew up, had to grow up a lot by myself, but you know, she overcame that. So it gave me also a lot of, um, you know, like Gross. motivation to, you know, I can do anything. And then also, um, with my knee, I'm not saying that it was easy. I was crying, bro, for like two weeks. I was like, even after my operation, I was like, like, God, why do you have to do this now? Why does this have to happen now? Like I could be playing out and things were starting to take off for my career at that point. Like, I think if, in retrospect, if I didn't have that knee operation, I think I could have still been playing professional rugby I would uh, agree. at a high level today. Yeah. But the thing is, then I wouldn't have been trading. I wouldn't have found trading. So, and right. I think over the long term, I definitely enjoy my trading a lot more. Um, but I also wanted to say something about so Tiger Woods when he was coming back from his multiple back surgeries and obviously from the infidelity and whatnot. I'm not saying I condone that, but he said that in his in his uh, um, in his uh, speech when he, in front of his mom in front of the world, he said that. Um, and don't, uh, don't quote me on it, but it goes something like this. The quote says, it's not, it's not what you ch achieve in your career that determines your success. It's what you overcome. And I think that's very true. Like, you know, like lots of people can achieve success, but how many people can achieve success, get it stripped all from them and then come back from that and achieve it again and 10 times more. I think it's very, you know, I think that's as traders and as sportsmen, that's two commonalities that are very, very similar. 
Agreed. And you know what comes into play in that conversation is look at how many people want to be successful day traders, bro. Look at how many people want to be professional athletes. You know what I'm saying? We look at the numbers of how many people say they want to do these things. It's a lot of fucking people on both ends. Every every little boy basically wants to be a professional football player or everyone, basketball everyone. player. Everyone. At some point, you wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, 100%. And just like in day trading, a lot of people want to be full-time traders like us. They want to be able to make yeah. money, self-sufficient from home, from wherever they want, laptop lifestyle, whatever they think it's called, right? A lot of people want that. But when you look at both scenarios, how many people make it to the NFL just out of the college football players, not even make the college team. Let's talk about how many college players there are versus how many NFL players. It's a fraction, bro. It's a fraction. A fraction, right? And then think about how many players get hurt like you did or like I did. And then they get their season cut short. There's so few yeah. Tom Brady's, Peyton Manning's. You know, I think of Brian Westbrook. He was a running back for the Eagles. I think of some sure. Brian Dawkins very few people that made it through their entire career with no injuries at a very high mm. level mm. and and then exit on top you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it, look it, at it's Adrian, it's nobody adrian peterson yeah, yeah. adrian yeah. peterson he he tore his acl in 20 in december 2011 came back or it was nine yards short of the single season rushing record i mean that's the guy who got me into watching football i mean he, look at that so bro. he's a great example of not letting the situation define him he already knew who he was and that situation was going to just be a, a lesson for him a motivator for him yep. and even that's there insane. how many people can do that not a lot of people yep. so i think one of the other common characteristics between trading and athletics is you have to have a lot of self-belief like without self-belief yeah. you would not think that you could be that small percentage of person you would yeah. not think you could be one of the four people who get funded out of six thousand that tried in november sure. you know what i mean and then for me i look at guys like you and i get motivated i look at guys like in our black shirt club we've got tom we've got oh, steve yeah. we've got luke we've got all these guys that are either funded or moving in the direction of funded which shows you even more like the power of the ASFX community, the power of what we teach on, on the day trading strategies. But yep. it would be nothing if Tom didn't believe in himself, if you didn't believe in yourself, if I didn't believe in myself. Like at some point, we all are balancing the self-belief with the, I want to keep my ego down and stay humble. It's a balancing yep. act. You know what I'm saying? It's a good balance. Yeah. yeah. But it's a good I, balance. I think that, yeah, I think that we as a community do what they do that well, because you know, I had a winning trade, but you're like, today you could have had the title stop you would have got more uh, risk or reward so i think it's i think that you know and this is also maybe branch off to into another topic within sports and and the commonalities between sports and, and day trading you know when i when i was playing professional rugby um at the sharks as i mentioned we always used to, used to have a book so we do film review and every single day you go and and and, and at the end of each week you write what your work cons are going to be for the team and your work ons individually. So I played scrum off. So I passed the ball to the back line, basically. Mm -hmm. So basically I would come up with my, my, my work ons. Okay, this week I want to have a crisper pass, whatever it is, you know, you get the point. But that's the same thing as in trading. Okay, what can I do better this week? This week, I'm only going to be taking perfect L50s this month, or I'm not going to be trading in with no risk or reward to divergence, stuff like that. So I think yep. that's also traders and, 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 and professional athletes are always trying to improve. They're not satisfied with good. We want to be great. I love that. So we've got determination. They're competitive. So they're determined, competitive. They have self-belief. They're always looking to improve. Those are four really good common qualities. And everybody listening, the reason why we're talking about this today is not to share 
me and James's heyday of athletics. We're here, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're talking about it because I think if you can identify these characteristics, you can align yourself with them more. That's really all it is, you know what I mean? And when I look back on myself, did I have the level of self-belief when I started that I do today? Of course not, but it was still higher than everybody else when I started, you know, just in the same sense. And I think that athletics taught me that, like I was always short, I was always small. I didn't have the same skill. Like I was saying to you with the soccer, it, it, it got yeah. surpassed, but I always believed in myself that I was gonna yeah. really, really try my best. So maybe that's yeah. another characteristic is this, this agreement with ourselves that we are going to be our best. And that comes out in everything that we do in the determination, in the competitiveness, in the, the wanting to improve. That is you wanting to be your best, looking to be your best every day. And I think in trading, you and I hopefully do a good job of being an example for that through our videos, through sharing as much uh, information about our trading performance as we can, being transparent, sharing that for accountability, but also to say, hey, here's where I'm at. And I'm comfortable saying this because it's not where I'm going to be forever. A lot of people, 100%. I think, don't want to share their trading history and trades that they take because they think that it, they don't think this consciously. It's subconscious. They don't realize it. But what they're doing is saying, I might get stuck here forever and I don't want you to think I'm inadequate. And that's scary. So instead mm -hmm. of that, Flip the perspective and say, let me share this with you because I know I'm not going to be here forever. I'm going to be bro. better. Yeah. I'm going to be better in the future. I'm going to, like, we I just saw... went this morning in the black shirt chat and we were watching my old videos from 2017, bro. And it's just oh, really? funny to look at those. Wow. You know, it's fun. It's funny for me to watch those because it's like, I believed in myself so much then that I was going to figure out this trading thing. And now yeah. to see where it's come, of course, my self belief is higher now, bro. but it was still there then. You know, what were you going to say? It's insane. So I was just going to say also, like, this unwavering self-belief yeah and i think someone that that um personifies this really well is is tom brady and you know because i like i like to look at winners you know everybody loves to everybody loves to look at winners but they love to hate on them but i i'm on the other spectrum i don't love hating on them i'm like what can i take from him or sh or her and uh, pull it into my own and put it in my own put it into perspective in my life right so i think I, I like watching it's called the brady six on youtube right. it's a whole documentary of there were six quarterbacks chosen before tom brady was 199th picked in the sixth round of the 2000 i've seen draft. this bro and it says how and, they're all and, busted right bro and he says literally he says when he got when he got to um when he got to uh um michigan he from his college days he always had this unwavering self-belief he said he was like the fifth choice uh, quarterback at michigan and he and he said he said to himself he thought oh i'm better than these guys and of course he wasn't but that was just and this is he quotes he's like of course i wasn't but this is that was just always my my self-belief that was just always what i thought and i knew I, I will be better and and it's the same as when he got to the nfl um drew bledslow was the starting quarterback for the for the patriots and he just signed a flipping 100 million dollar contract for the flipping patriots the year prior and yep. then that season, in the offseason, Tom Brady's busy throwing ball with one of his college teammates that was his mate from college. And he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Bledsoe's starting, starting job. And the guy's, the guy's thinking to himself, too, this guy just signed a $100 million contract. He's not going to be his, his best player. Anyway, um, he got injured. Brady took over and the rest is history. That's so, it, bro. That's it, bro. Again, yeah. even to tie this into, like, I listen to you, you and I both like rap music. Russ has a song yeah. called... Uh, since I was broke and it's about his mindset. He, I was rich before I was broke in my mind. Yep. Yeah, I saw it. Yep. And, and I think that speaks to like, there, there's this thing called the law of attraction, which is basically like you, you attract with what you think about. That's basically the summary of the book, everybody. Spoiler, right? Spoiler alert. 
that's the fucking book. But really what it is, is like your mind has control over matter. If you think negative and sad thoughts, you're going to have more of a negative and sad life. But if you believe in yourself that you can push through whatever obstacle it is, or that you can achieve whatever goal it is, you're more likely to achieve it. But you've got to convince yourself almost before you even have it, which is tough for a lot yeah. of people. How, yeah. take a second even to think about this. How have people like you and me instilled more self-belief? I have an answer, but I'm curious to know what you think. How have you instilled more self-belief in yourself? What do you do? Give an action. If somebody listen to this is going to be like, all right, cool, Austin and James, you're talking a lot of cool shit, but like, how do I actually do this for me? Cool. So I think just off of obviously the top of my head, um, for me, I, what I do every single morning is I meditate and I speak positive thoughts every single morning. I speak positive thoughts um, into my into my life so i'm i'm a christian so i i meditate on gospel music whatever it is on christian affirmations normal meditation music as well but i speak positive thoughts into my life and then on top of that i only surround myself with positive people that are that believe in me from you know because at the end of the day you know as you said what you speak can turn into existence and it will turn into existence if you say i'm going to be a millionaire i'm going to trade a million dollar trading account personal account one day um whether it's in five years or ten years if you put in the work and you continuously every single day put time and effort into it that will happen um if you say i'm going to be sick and stuff like that it can also happen so it works for both ways you took my answer bro my answer was <laughs> you uh the people that you surround yourself with and the things that you listen to the things that you read yeah. they shape your system of belief the way your that destiny. you do the world yeah and that shapes your destiny absolutely yeah i'm, I'm big on yeah. the meditation too i'm i'm i want you to hold me accountable i've been having um this thought that i want to write down affirmations that i want to read to myself every day before i sure. meditate I've heard other people talk about it. I've never really done it. My dad used to do it. Now hearing you today say that you do it, I'm like, there's no reason that I shouldn't be doing this too. So I'm going to get it it's done this to 15 week. minutes. That's it. 100%. Not even, bro. Not even. Yeah. You could do bullet points yeah. and read it in five minutes. I just got to sit down and give it the time. So I really write good yeah. affirmations. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. want to implement that in my life too. So everybody yeah. right there. We can all do this together. If you're not doing it already, maybe you already listened to us and you thought, all right, I'm going to get this meditation thing and I'm going to do that. And you're doing that. That's great. But now let's go another step. Let's really bring in the positive things in our life that we don't have yet. Let's bring them into reality yeah. in the mind first. So let's all yeah. take some time in the next week between this episode and the next episode to write down 5, 10, 15 bullets even. If you don't want to write paragraphs, positive yeah. affirmations that you can say to yourself. Like even, even if it's as simple as, I will follow my trading rules and I will not trade off edge. That's a positive affirmation, yep. bro. You're bringing 100%. that behavior more into reality just by saying it. So I'm not going to give you every, any more, everybody. I want you to think about it for yourself. And I will share mine maybe in a couple of episodes yep. once I have a, a good list because yep. I want to give it some time. I and love I, that, bro. I think, yeah, because I think just to uh, carry on touching on this topic, yeah. I think a good, uh, what I found is, <clears throat> so when I first got your course, a couple of months later, I bought yep. the Philadelphia seminar. Yep. And there's one section in the Philadelphia seminar, I think I've watched it about 50 times. It talks about like people um, around you. Don't surround yourself with negative people. Keep they can they, you know what you're doing and you know that it's gonna work. They they can keep that shit over there. Really, when I when I started training, there was really only four people that believed in me: yourself, Amanda, um, my dad, and Amanda's dad. Other than that, 
um, not even some of my best friends didn't even know, like, didn't even believe in what I'm doing. They thought I, I was, you know, yeah. So I, I think, like, for me, I think surrounding yourself with and listening to positive things instead of, especially when you know, in today's world, there's so much negativity. COVID this, COVID that, uh, bomb over there, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's just um, earthquake there. So you're just surrounding yourself with positive things and just, you know, winning each day and being focused on each day and being positive each day. So, and starting it off on the right note with a positive affirmations in the morning, it's just the tip of the iceberg, I think. I think the other part of it too, to, to, and that is well said. The other part of it is when you're an athlete and you're working out all the time, you're putting your body physically Forget your mind and the power of your mind, which we just talked about basically this whole time, determination, competitiveness, self-belief. Those are all things in the mind. But when you look at just the physical body, when do you feel good, bro? When you work out every day for a week or when you take a whole week off of working out? <laughs> bro, I, 100%. When you're working out, I feel so good right now. My body's a bit sore and I can't even lift my arms properly, but I feel That's so what I'm saying, bro. So, and, and the chemical, yeah. you're it's not just that we feel good because it's like, oh, we're getting all muscle. Oh, it's not about that. It's a chemical reaction in your body that you release. I'm not going to say what chemical because I don't remember off the top of my head, but you're releasing certain ser- chemicals. I think it's serotonin. Yeah. Serotonin. And you're, you're, so, and yeah. in that, you're, you're, you're re- literally getting rid of stress. And in that release of stress, the mind performs better. So you almost have to, yeah. here's a good example of this with my yoga teacher training I've been doing. Yoga is the preparation to meditate. Yoga is getting your body ready to meditate for a very long period of time. That's the original, what they say, the purpose of yoga is. Working out is getting your mind ready to perform well in every other way. People that tell me they don't need to work out, I'm never friends with them, bro. All of my friends work out. Everybody that I'm friends with does physical activity all the time. If not every day, every other day. They try to get themselves moving because they all understand how much better it is for them. And I think that yeah. that's a really big thing for traders and for athletes without the working out. Of course, you're going to suck as an athlete. That's yeah. a given. But even as a trader, your body is not performing, is not ready to get the mind ready to yeah. perform without the working out. So just like you need the yoga to prepare to meditate, you need the working out to prepare to make good decisions. It, they actually, yeah. There's science behind this, bro. I've well, seen. 100%. Yeah. Good. Well, I sorry to interrupt. I, yeah. I said something. Maybe it was two months in November or something like that. But I I got some hate mail or hate hate messages. But I'm gonna say it again because I truly, I for me personally, I have, and you guys can let us know in the in the comments or whatever. But I'm not. This is no offense to anyone. But I have never seen an overweight successful day trader and uh and i stand by that firmly to this day i still have not seen it and um, obviously there's always going to be outliers but of course maybe but yeah maybe for myself i have i have never seen one i i definitely would agree with that at least up until the point of filming this video today for sure for sure and <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. that that goes back to also like you said earlier how you do one thing is how you do everything don't tell me yeah. you're going to be disciplined in trading but then you can't be disciplined with a diet and don't tell me you eat yeah. a lot of junk food because if you care about your future Trading requires care about the future. Okay. Mental capital. Mental capital. You have to be thinking about the future. You have to, that's why you're trading for a better future. Then why are you poisoning yourself with the the bad food or the bad whatever that you're doing to your body in the short term? So I think it's how you do one thing is, is how you do everything. It's a really good way to sum the whole thing up as far as like the mindset that is needed to bridge the gap. And again, this conversation today, I don't want anyone to think like, let's say, you've got like a professional baseball player and he's like, Oh, they're telling me I could be a great trader. 
You could because you're pre-exposed to some of the characteristics that are needed, but that doesn't mean you're going to have the right mindset to come in and do this thing the right way. I think yeah. that we have to be very clear about that too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a, um, and it's also another prerequisite, but it is a, it's like the SMB Capital. They look for great uh, college D1 athletes to come into really? internships at their firm. They do, yep. Wow. And gamers, because gamers are also are good gamers, because gamers can make fast uh, decisions at the desk. Maybe they'll be a good intraday trader. Right. Um, but they do. They uh, Mark Belifiore on his, in his book says that they look for D1 college athletes um, specifically because they have uh, they they look for other aspects of your of your life that have you you have really excelled in that can translate into trading and that's what the show is basically the, this episode is about today is about yeah. okay cool you can if you're good in if you're good in uh, um, athletics and sports doesn't mean you're going to be a good trader but it could mean with the right coaching with the right systems and that you could become a great uh, a great day trader I love that, bro. I think that's a really good spot for us to start to wrap this episode up because we've touched on a couple of good characteristics that are in common. And now I think everybody listening has an idea because hopefully everybody is thinking this whole time, like, where am I in this bigger perspective of these characteristics? Am I super determined? Am I super competitive? And do I have a lot of self-belief? And then maybe they're thinking, well, Maybe I need to focus more on my self-belief and that'll then trickle yeah. back to say, well, what are you listening to? Who are you around? Who, what are you consuming as far as content to increase the vibration of the thoughts that you're having to think on a more positive way, to see that positive future for yourself. So I think today's episode is good. I think we covered a lot of value for everybody that's watching. As we continue to put out one episode per week, we want you to make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're following us because these episodes are actually going to be including some really awesome guests here in the future. We're going to be bringing on other funded traders. We're going to bring on other people that have been trading for a long time, other, maybe some trading psychologists as well. I'm working on that. So we're going to continue to bring value from different approaches to hopefully help improve your day trading. That's why we're doing the show. That's why it's called the day trading show, but it is important. Yeah. And that's why today's episode needed to get done. It is important to really study what is going on in your life outside of trading? Where do you excel outside of trading? And then trying to take lessons from that and translate it into proper trading, into more successful trading. So hopefully we're helping you do that. Hopefully we're getting the wheels turning for you. And uh, like I said, we appreciate you guys always listening in, always being here. James, you got any final words for everybody today? Yeah, no, just thanks for listening. And yeah, I look forward to doing many more. Uh, awesome. I look forward to doing many more um, episodes for you guys. Love it. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. We appreciate you being here, like I said, and we will see you guys all in the next episode.